Hey, welcome to the show, friends. We're so glad you made the time. You may be asking yourself at this holiday season, why do the ghosts love going to the bars? Friends, it's for the booze. Welcome to Critical Thinking for Everyone! Hello, everyone out there in radio and podcast land. We are back, and we are better than ever better than ever before and we have lots to talk about including the pandemic and we are certain black lives still matter and we are certain that um, there need to be serious systemic reforms and we are certain that some of those systemic reforms need to happen within education and maybe even in your own thinking wow that was quite a thesis statement and it's wfmplp forward radio louisville kentucky forward radio we are social justice radio coming at you among other things. From the Habern Building in Absolutely. downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's where we're coming from. And my co-host here, this young man, is Dr. Brian Barnes. I am. I don't know how young, but I am. I am Dr. Brian Barnes. And you are Dr. Patty Payette. That's right. Not a young man. Not a young man. Nope. <laughs> not young nor man. Well, I mean, I'm, not, I'm just saying the combination does not <laughs> not fit for work, me. No. But we are... The Critical Thinking for Everyone crew, and we are very happy to be here with you, and we hope that uh, some of the stuff that we're talking about today can help you to think about your own thinking. We sure do. That is basically our mantra. Let us help you think about your own thinking, and we do that week after week with all kinds of fun and interesting topics some are things you might have heard of. A lot are things maybe you've never heard of. If we do say so ourselves. Yes, <laughs> we do. Well, and the thing is, too, a lot of us don't really get good opportunities to study our thinking or to think about our thinking. Like, we only do it when there's a problem. But that's like if the only time I try to work on my physical skills is when I'm having a problem, mm. I'm not really going to develop those skills. I'm not going to develop those skills in a context where they could be useful for maybe avoiding the problem down the line or something like that. That's what we're hoping to bring basic thinking issues to everybody. And maybe you maybe you already know all this like stuff. Like preventative thinking. Right, because uh, you're ounce of prevention and a pound of cure. That yeah, business. that whole thing. So, so that's what we're all about, and yeah. we would love to hear from you if anyone out there has a a great idea or even just a so-so idea for a show topic. We yep. want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, we would we would be delighted because uh, we want to be responsive to the public, and sometimes we get bored with the topics that we come up with, and we want to make sure that um, you know it's appealing stuff. So yeah. Reach out. And yep. by the way, we noticed that we have someone listening to our podcast in Latvia. Shout out yeah, to I've, our Latvian listeners. Yeah, I wish we had the appropriate shout out, but we don't. So maybe mm, we need to look into we, that. I think we do. If I our if do. our um, if our Latvian listener would like to reach out to us and give us the appropriate shout out, we would be happy to shout we it would, back. We'd love to do it. Yeah. yeah. So so basically, we're here every week. We're pushing this out there. We're happy that you're listening, whether it's on the radio or whether it's on a podcast. And the bottom line is, we want to hear from you too. So there you go. Okay, well, today we're in a, entering a very scary week. And you know why, don't you? Oh, it's the witching week. And what's happening next week? Um, After Halloween, what, what's happening? Uh, All Saints Day. 
Yep. And what's after that? Uh, I don't remember the next one. <laughs> you don't remember the election? That's the not president? the next one. That's the, that's sec- that's the, the fourth. Sca- that's the other scary thing Well, you got a happening. couple of days of saint stuff until you get to the election. <laughs> oh, okay. All I right. Remember. I haven't filled in all the saints. I'm just days. saying, I think that that's... But the election is a scary. That's a feeling scary to me. It's Are you so feeling scary? scary? I mean, I thought, I I thought the election was positive and hopeful. Well, I when I go online and start reading and I start getting nervous and... This is democracy. Democracy. Oh, I Isn't hope it, it is. That's to, what I. That's what. That's what it's supposed to we're be. We're supposed to I did embrace go, that. I did something? go and vote this morning. How was that? Well, I have to say, because you did. You said last week that you did yours uh, via. I uh, did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Well, I went and I stood among my fellow citizens. Were in there line. many? Uh, well, it was first thing in the morning when it opened, so it was a good, it was a good number, but not too bad. And I got my ballot, and I read the f- first line on there for the presidential, and I, like, had a visceral reaction. Like, I oh, just no. had a visceral, like, You had uh, to make a mark. You just had to make I a just, mark. I just almost shouted, right? And I just <laughs> caught myself because I didn't want to, like, get kicked out, right? I shouted something out. So I contained myself. Okay. I was very appropriate. Well, critical and... thinkers can still have emotional responses. <laughs> yes, you're yes. quite You're quite the good thinker, but that Thank demonstrates you. the... Uh, you know, sometimes we react. A student was asking me about this today, right? Oh, like, really? What? What? Well, uh, in what? Which class? A critical thinking class. Yeah. Yeah. The question was something about you know, I think she said something like, "It's good." She think she thought her opinion was that it was preferable to be a kind of rational thinker as opposed to being a thinker that was more guided by emotion all the time. Right. But she didn't really know how to keep her emotion from being at play. Like, she didn't know how to keep that out of it. And? Okay, good question. She sounds thoughtful. And? Yeah. I told her, you're just, there's nothing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) She just, like, started crying. (laughs) Class dismissed. (laughs) Get out there and do some thinking, kids. Um, No, it wasn't like that. I actually, I'm sure I went on for way too long about what you do. I said, well, you? Yeah. I said, well, I'm really sorry. This probably won't surprise you, but I have no quick ways to do this. I only have long ways to learn to control your emotions. Were they on the edge of their seat? Sure, six of them fell asleep. I don't know. Um, do I, just give us the gist. What oh, did you say? I, mean, I don't want to put these good people to sleep. Some of them might be driving or something. Oh, good point. Yeah. This could be a public hazard. <laughs> Basically, I just said, you know, there are a lot of different methods. And, you know, what you want to do is gain some objectivity on your thinking. And you want to kind of control your – you want to learn to control your breathing a little bit because that helps you with some of your responses. But the biggest thing, which I thought was appropriate for what you were saying – and I talked about methods and all this stuff. The biggest thing that I think appropriate for what you you were just talking about is as critical thinkers, we still have those responses. It's still going to happen that I'll yes. be surprised by something or I'll or be... Or have a visceral reaction to something. Yeah, or I'll, I'll, you know, you knew you were going to see that, but it, you couldn't <laughs> stop yourself from, you know, Reacting. having... Yeah, yeah, a, disgorging some kind <laughs> of political <laughs> thing you had um, stuck somewhere. Anyway, and and the, the question that is, what do, what do you do after that? Because I said you might not be able to stop those things. And I think I even used an example, not exactly yours, but something like that, where you just, you're surprised by something, you know, it t- hits you the wrong way, and you have. A, you have like an immediate reaction. Yeah, you have feelings, yeah. right? Yeah, you have feelings. I got feelings. Yeah. yeah. And then what, you know, the thing, the question is do you let yourself be guided? 
first, do you let yourself be guided by your feelings? And secondly, if you let yourself be guided by your feelings, how long is appropriate? If you're just surprised mm. by something, because, you know, I could go, I could cry out in surprise and then punch my friend. <laughs> you could like like somebody could surprise you and you just, right? just knock them, knock them down with some. That's too bad. Maybe that was the mail carrier. Oh, sorry about that. I'll see the uh. lawsuit later. You want to have some ability to control, I think, your responses. Right. I so. You can't let yourself go too far down the unthinking path. I mean, of course we do, and sometimes we say, oh, you know, I was in a rage and I couldn't even think until many right. minutes or hours right. later. Right. I think that's probably not the norm. You know the old adage, when you get an email that makes you mad, really mad, how long, what's the, what's the rule? You immediately fire off a response. <laughs> As quickly as possible. And then you save it in your draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, really. Wait what is, auto send. What, what um, is the, do you know what the general rule of thumb is? Well, the general, the, the general rule of thumb for me <laughs> <laughs> is to try to wait for a few, a few hours, if not a whole day. Okay. Sleep on it. That's. I think yeah, sleep on it's good. Yeah, sometimes I can't, but yeah, I think yeah. Uh, definitely a at few at least hours. a couple hours. So catch yeah. yourself. Yeah, because right? I have. I mean, invariably, invariably, when I write that immediate email, because something in the back of my head is going, "What the?" You know, like what? I've got this terrible little monster <laughs> chewing through language in the back of my head, and I'm I'm just spun up. And no matter how many times I go back and revise it down, revise uh-huh. it down. If I send that thing off the way I originally the to- constructed the tone it, is gonna, the tone's always bad. It doesn't there. matter if I spent five, six hours willing. I should just throw the whole thing away and start fresh. That's right. what I do is that is that often I will write out something that I want to say, but and you then I'll send throw it? it away. Okay, see, smart. Okay. Uh, seems okay. like a waste of energy so sometimes. They, they need to hear that from me. Uh, <laughs> they need to hear that. How, they need to hear how that many me. of other? Okay, so I want to give you a little, a little bit of insight. I want to oh, give you a little bit it. of insight. Okay, it. so this might be I a was, career stall. I was talking to. Okay, so as you know, I lead a team here at U of L, and so one Is that of the women's basketball <laughs> team or the women's <laughs> lacrosse. Why are you assuming Tennis. it has to be a women's? Look at you, sexist pig! Oh, You're the assuming? men's basketball team. Well, well, I'm just saying. I mean, are you are you the leader? Oh, team. Of which staff team? team, staff, staff team. team, staff team, staff volleyball staff team. team. That's mixed. That's that's co-ed. Stop. Right. Stop. What's your All team? Right. So I lead a team, the Quality Enhancement Plan team. Which Google that if anyone's in, it really wants to know. Cool. But so essentially, it's really interesting because one member of my team particularly finds it difficult when emotions get in the way of this person's work. Like, like there's an email sent or there's a conversation, and this person like, and you know what they, you know what they say to me when they come to talk to me about it as their boss? They say, "Help me think about this in a new, in a different way," because oh. they're used to me saying, "Okay, let's think about it." Like, like. When you're stuck, uh-huh. sometimes it really helps to have someone, like, make that critical thinking move with you. Like, wait, let's step back. And so I noticed, like, last year, that's the phrase she would use. 
help me think about this in a new way mm. and or help me think about this from another point of view. Mm. And so I just think that w- really struck me that that's, again, I'm using my critical thinking stuff at work every single day. Mm. And so, so, hey, I want to be invitational. You can just send me a text or you call me up and you go, P2, I... Help me think about this in a new way, and I will. I'll help you. Oh, well, and, thanks and you for can that. do that. You, you've that, done that, that, that for me. Listeners? You've done no. <laughs> <laughs> Some petty text. No, <laughs> no. No, she doesn't want to hear from all of you. You've done that for me. Sure. Sometimes you've said, you've told me things I didn't want to hear, but they were really good for me to hear. Well, I mean, that's what I think. And then other times. Do or whatever. Yeah, and other yeah. times you told me things I didn't want to hear, and I didn't like it. I, so. I can't help that. <laughs> <laughs> Reality is terrible. That's what is, it, is that what friends are really? Is that what friends are for? I think friends should tell one another. Um, I think friends should support one another. I think if someone's a friend, they should support. And while that support takes different forms, of course, I think one of those, at least for me, like good friends that I have, I want them to tell me hard truths if they're relevant, because I would rather know what my obstacles are and know what. I'd rather know the lay of the land before I'm going to put a lot of effort into something. Um, And I think that friends, you know, people who are supporting you, that might be a way that they support. Not every not every friend's going to be the same, but I would expect that. That's a nice way to that's a nice way to say. Mm. Have I ever said something to you that that you that was like helpful to you as a friend that was oh, maybe sure. yeah, yeah okay. all the time Good. yeah yeah I think so I mean I and I think I think that um, you know you really care about criteria and stuff and when you give advice and when you when you give some feedback or whatever sometimes um, it might be challenging for me to hear but you have reasons and I can at least focus on. Um, you know, the evidence that you're giving instead of your terrible attitude. (laughs) 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 And friends can joke. Yeah. No, you don't have a terrible attitude when you're doing it. So, So folks, you're probably listening and going, where the heck are these two going? I mean, if you've heard this show before, you know Stream of Consciousness is also a friend of ours. (laughs) We are not afraid. there's a reason for it. I mean, there's a reason for it. We're sharing... We're sharing our Good experience. Thinking. Good yeah. thinking. Well, I mean, it might be bad thinking, but I think the whole point is that we should be sharing our thinking. And if you're out there going, man, that's some pretty bad thinking. Well, that's instructive. In itself, right. Yeah. And if you're out there going, oh, well, that's some pretty good thinking. That's instructive. And you're welcome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, you know, there you got a dial there or some buttons. Get the hell out of here if you don't like it. Oh. You are invited to turn this off anytime. But please don't. Oh, well, okay. Patty doesn't want you I'm to. I'm going to give you this note. I don't want you to be unhappy is all mm. I'm saying. If you don't like the thinking we're doing, go get some thinking somewhere else. But that's what we're trying to lay down. Right. So I just want to lay out this nugget about emotions and critical thinking. So a common denominator, I think, what I'm taking away from this conversation and my experience with emotions and critical thinking is time, is giving yourself time. Remembering that Facebook has the delete, edit, delete button, mm-hmm. too. I mm-hmm. mean, if you if you insist on doing it, right, there is ways you can, you can take things back. But time is your friend because time allows you to look at your thinking, look at your reas- reacting, ask yourself, is this, where is this coming from? Is this coming from a bias, an assumption I had? An implication I didn't see coming. 
Where is this a point of view that I hadn't considered? Point of view I don't want to consider. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, tragedy plus time is comedy. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, I mean, there's no doubt that time plays an important role in the development of things. Right? From OMG. One, yeah, from, from one style to another. <laughs> we had a whole show about that. At least one. A year and a half ago. At least one. Don't you miss our shows about humor? I do. Is it is it that we're not funny anymore? Mm, I think we're funny. Oh, what are we doing then? Why are we so serious? <laughs> why don't we talk about why don't we talk about funny stuff? I did bring some funny stuff. Oh, thank God! Welcome to the show. We got funny stuff. Is it for the holiday? Mm-hmm. Oh, holidays are great. Yeah, holidays are great for Halloween. Funny stuff. Okay, so first thing I want to ask you about Halloween: What is the most memorable Halloween that you had as a, as a child? The most memorable Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have good memories of Halloween. They were all very similar. They just bl blur together? Well, it's like I had I had Halloween at my house where I grew up, and then we would often get in the car and go to visit one of my grandparents and kind of, you know, go through their neighborhood for a little for a little while or whatever. Right. Um, and and visit with them and show off my costume. And so that that was a regular thing that we did. Um, it I, sounds fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I I just remember. I don't remember anything particularly. Like stood out. No worthy or traumatic. Um, oh no! But it was. Okay. But I mean, it was always a positive thing, and I was. I was sad. You got a lot of candy. I got a lot of candy, and I was sad when I had to stop doing it. Okay. So, yeah. Well. And my son, I had positive memories of him doing it. Too. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yep. Good. Good deal. All right. Well, I have a little Halloween trivia. We can do that, but you have to share. You oh, have my to answer your. Do you have a special Halloween uh, memory? Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind. Is I think the first one where we got to go trick or treating by ourselves without our parents. Oh yeah, uh. and I was dressed as a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> so this was this was possibly the wrong combination. <laughs> black, all black. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. <laughs> Dark out. Yeah, not safe. Did you get lost? No. Okay. I maybe fell into a shadow. <laughs> I just remember feeling very like a little menacing. Like a little bit menacing. You felt like you were menacing <laughs> yes, to others. Like yes. people would see you. And like I had the attitude. Like that I could, I could like embrace the menacing. I could burgle. I could. Burgle. I could burgle. I could totally burgle in oh, this outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm burgling. I could if totally you, burgle. If I don't get outfit. the, if I don't get the candy I want, it's burglary. But I, I do, I do remember that, and uh, that was fun. That's fun. It was fun. That's it fun. was fun. I remember a Halloween party when I was 23, but that's not for the show. <laughs> uh oh. It was fun. Mm. Yeah. I do want to say one Maybe more thing. Maybe not for everyone, but for I, I want to say one more thing about Halloween yeah. when I was growing up, when it, when you had to go to school on Halloween. Oh sure. I would look at the clock and I'd just be like, "Oh my God, six more hours till I can go." Tr oh, five more hours. And just like <laughs> crawled, just like did you, crawled. Did you wear your? Um, uh, did you wear an outfit? To yeah, school we often were allowed to wear the costume to school. Yeah. Show did you have a costume, costume other than the burglar that you, um, that you remember uh, at all? Not. You know what? I don't. I don't have a lot of no. Huh. No. I had. Really I had stay. masks. We used to go buy those rubber masks that you pull over your head. Yeah, that had the the realistic face. Yeah. Oh my God! I'd lose ten pounds just for my face. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you didn't get. You wouldn't get COVID though. You wouldn't get any. Oh viruses. yeah. Well, sure. I didn't. So obviously they protect against COVID. Get yours today at my shop. 
got a, <laughs> got a bunch of them. I think I think the one I used most often was uh, I think the last one that I got yeah. was Einstein. Oh, good so one. So I walked around as Einstein. Like wearing lab coat or something? No. No. No, I just dress for the weather and have that mask on. <laughs> that was enough trick or treat, kids. Oh man, fun! All right, so I'm going to find out today, as well as the listeners, what you know, know about uh, what you know about Halloween and what you don't know. And I want to see. I your... can't believe that I can't believe that this is going to be in any way comprehensive. Okay, it's not comprehensive, <laughs> but here here's my challenge to you. Right. I want you to make your thinking explicit instead of pondering like you are just now with your hand mm-hmm. like over your mouth, like mm-hmm. in a pondering mm-hmm. pose. You can make that pose. That's fine, uh-huh. but the listeners need to hear the wheels oh, turning. I need to, I need to talk. You need to talk through your logic. So these aren't like multiple choice or anything? No. I want to see your your logic and your, your, right? Well, this is why they pay me the big bucks. So let's... To, for for my share of the yeah, show. Yeah, you got go. brownies. You got two brownies for me two today. brownies today. Look at you with your baking that, enthusiasm. That's what, and it's a pumpkin too. So I'm so festive this week. I'm earning these brownies. Okay, ready? Yep. Halloween stems from which Celtic festival? Samhain. Wow. How do you spell that? It, S-A-M-H-A-I-N. I, wow, that's very good. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Yeah. For extra points, yeah. describe what they did at say wait say it again because it's it's, Zawan that's how you pronounce it I'm afraid so S-A-M-H-A-N what say it again Zawan is it like a Gaelic yeah term something like that okay I'm not sure old English so it's a pagan new year of sorts yeah okay explain what do you know what was involved this is so broad um I think there's something there there's an idea that this is the time of the year when um the a uh, differentiating point between the world of the living and the spirit world okay. is least robust, so it's easier to contact um, those. The spirit world? Yeah, get the, in touch with the spirit yeah, world? Yeah, yeah. So that's something that happens is reaching out to ancestors and stuff during this time. Um, okay. You know, uh, in terms of, like, actual rituals, I, I can't say that I... Well, I'll give you a couple. I'll give you throw out a couple at you. All right, because you get you get a point for this. This hey, is pretty I'll take good. A point. Okay, so they celebrate together with feasts, bonfires, and animal sacrifices. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, that sounds like just about any ancient ritual of any from anywhere. <laughs> but I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean, it's cold, right. you know. So bonfires for sure. Yeah, and their feasts and yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Of course. All right, so you did good on that one. Hooray, I got good, one. Uh, you got one. Okay, right, I'll take one. An Irish. Which Irish folktale inspired the jack-o'-lantern phrase? Oh, okay. Which, I think about Do you get that. choices? Or did I have to know? Um, you have to try to guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know my, I don't know my Irish no? folklore well enough. Well, they're no. citing the History Channel <laughs> well, as their source. That, and I still wouldn't know. They say the name jack-o'-lantern first originated from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack who tricked the devil over and over again. When Jack died, he was forced to walk the earth with only a carved out vegetable. I'm not allowed to say which vegetable because that's the next trivia question. <laughs> and a burning coal in it okay. to help light his way. Oh, so that's the jack-o'-lantern, huh? Yeah, Stingy Jack and the Devil. Nice. Okay. Sort of like yeah. the devil went down to Georgia, maybe. He you know. went up to Ireland. So. <laughs> I'm sure he was there from time to time. Okay, the next one. People didn't always carve pumpkins. What other food item would they carve? Uh, did they carve... Um, 
Now let's see your thinking. Come on, show your. Well, thinking. okay. So it seems a little <laughs> bit. It seems a little bit simplistic to say that they carved gourds like squashes or whatnot, because that would be what the pumpkin kind of already right. is. And so okay. While Good. I while I do think that that's true, uh-huh. it would need to be another kind of thing. I I don't think. I mean, you have to rule out a lot of things because you know, like like what. Well, you can't not, not celery, not tomatoes. Okay. Um, yeah. You know. Okay. Good. All right. But I can imagine maybe people using some fall fruits, like maybe apples, perhaps, or maybe um, I don't know. Okay. They began. People in Ireland, Scotland, began carving turnips, beets, and potatoes. Oh, turnips! I did turnips, know that. See? I knew. Yeah, I heard that. Turnip. The turnips. They turnips. actually have some old turnips that are preserved somewhere that that have these carvings in them. Yeah, I've seen the Maybe I've next seen some to Jeremy turnips. Bentham's head. <laughs> They're in his pockets. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, people in Ireland and, and to get the Jeremy Bentham joke, you all have to go back many shows and I can't remember which one no, we who talk knows? about. Who knows, but Jeremy Bentham. Yeah, Jeremy Bentham and in, in his head. You the can also google it. This yeah. sounds like the frat What's guy, the value? The frat guy's name. What's the value of a dead philosopher is the critical thinking <laughs> question there. Okay, so they would carve turnips, beets, and potatoes with Stingy Jack's scary face to replicate the carved-out turnip he roamed the earth with. Okay. When the Irish brought the tradition to America, pumpkins were carved more often because the squash is native to the United States, so there were more of them. What do you think of that? Ta-da! Hey, I just thought of something. Okay. Folks out there, after you carve your pumpkin, does anyone know what you're supposed to do with it? You put it in the trash. No. Yes, of course. You put it in a plastic bag. You put it in the landfill. This is the perfect PSA opportunity for you, Mr. (laughs) Compost. Come on. If you would like to bring your pumpkin to the University of Louisville Community Composting Project, please do. We will compost it. We won't charge you. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on UofL's website. We're uh, we're We're at at Belknap Campus. We're near the Taco Bell. You can't leave the pumpkins at Taco Bell, but you can reach out to me um, at the University of Louisville Community Composting Project, and you can bring your pumpkin down there, and we'll turn it back into soil um, if you don't want to just throw it in the landfill or something like that. A lot of people put paint on their pumpkins, um, and they put things like flame retardant on the pumpkin to keep it from catching on fire. I don't know. Um, If you put chemicals in your pumpkin, we don't want it. We don't – we're not taking – No chemicals. No, no chemicals. No paints, no chemicals. But if you're – if you're just carving the pumpkin, taking the guts out of it and throwing a candle in it, and then when you're done, you just throw it away, and it's rotting normally, um, we You'll can take, take it. Yeah, we can take it. as many pumpkins. We'll take thousands of pumpkins. Okay. Just bring them. But just please not your – so a lot of these very large pumpkin festivals here right. in Louisville, they paint the pumpkins, and they have these uh, chemicals, so we can't use any of that stuff. Uh, they put they put different preservatives, formaldehyde sometimes and others um, oh, as, as a base. to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah. To, to keep it from breaking yeah. down as it's sitting outside in the elements. So, I mean, whatever on the spectacle, I'm not criticizing that. I'm simply saying we don't compost those, um, and maybe maybe we could rethink those if we wanted to compost those pumpkins. But if you're not doing that, if you're just carving it up, bring it down we'll to it. us. We will turn it back into soil. You can pick up some soil for yourself, or you can just um, do something other than put it in the landfill. So. Now, uh, folks out there, 
I want you to know that Brian and I have a pumpkin composting initiative in our neighborhood that we huh. that we have you can organized also bring it there if with you want. our neighbors. <laughs> We've organized with our neighbors yep. a pumpkin composting. This is what the third or fourth year mm-hmm. where we have some signage up and we put a note notes out on social media in our neighborhood. Yep. And people can come drop off, and you've gotten a huge amount of pumpkins. Yeah, we get, uh, we get we get we get dozens of pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so folks, I'm just saying, if that's something you're like, oh, maybe my neighborhood. That's a COVID-friendly way to sure. to to organize with your neighbors, and yeah, well, it's a thing that you know. Certainly, the whole neighborhood makes pumpkin trash at this time of year, yeah. even if it's just from pumpkin pies yeah. or whatever. So you can definitely, um, you know, you can definitely find a way to communicate with your neighbors and. Again, it's a resource. I mean, you know, we really care about composting in our neighborhood. Not not every neighborhood is going to be so stoked about that. But um, we definitely, as a culture, we shouldn't be putting this stuff in the landfill because when you put things that can decompose into the landfill, the only byproduct that comes out of that is methane. You won't get soil. You'll only get methane. Mm. And methane is Mm. a potent greenhouse gas that happens when non-oxygen-loving bacteria break down organic material. We should, we can do better than that. So that's a, that's a fantastic reason. I love it. Great. Hooray. Okay. Bring it. All right. Bring Pum- pumpkin tangent. Pumpkin awareness. That is now our, our yeah, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin tangent awareness raising. Yeah. Okay. It's the great pumpkin. Okay. So there's another theory, though, about where uh, the name Jack-O-Lantern came from. There's oh, gosh. I didn't theory. even know the first one. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not rocking this Halloween trivia. For those trivia. who don't believe, listen to the way they put that. For uh. those who don't believe the stingy oh, Jack folktale. Oh, I'm in that camp. <laughs> Tell me. Lay, the, lay it on me. Let us present an alternative. The term Jack-O-Lantern comes from the idea of night watchmen who would light the street lanterns every evening. Oh, yeah. I don't like that one either. <laughs> More trash. <laughs> propaganda. Street lighting okay, propaganda. Okay, next one. Which group of people in history started the black cat superstition? Which, now, again, let's show your, you did a good job showing your thinking oh, on the thanks. last one, even though you got it wrong. Well, I only have one connection with the black cat superstition, of course, yes. and it's witches, right, okay. and all this witchcraft business. Yes, and I know so. that... Um, I, my my feeling is it was probably <laughs> send your mail to critical thinking for everyone at Facebook. My <laughs> feeling is it was probably Catholic priests. Uh, pilgrims, you were you were just about you were... just about <laughs> Catholic priests. A witches, different kind of orthodoxy. You said witches. I thought yeah. you were going to nail that one. A different kind of orthodoxy. So okay, how about this? Some religious group that right. wanted to persecute <laughs> witches. <laughs> How's that? Right, women. women. Well, you mean women? <laughs> I mean, I mean, women. Of course, <laughs> but they meant witches. Right. So, Women, yeah. witches, yeah. We should yeah. look up the etymology of witch. Uh, well, I mean, it doesn't it come from the Wicca thing, which is um, which is about um, uh, using like bending unseen forces or something mm. like that. I'll Isn't that check um, that out? Like earth forces. It's been said that it's bad luck for a cat. To <laughs> excuse me, black cat to cross your path, mm. especially on Halloween night. I didn't know that. In the U.S., this the religious authorities say so. Superstition <laughs> stems from the Protestant beliefs of the Puritan pilgrims. Oh, in the U.S. Plymouth Colony, yes. Ah, but you see, this was around in Europe. The oh. cat, the cat witch connection was big really? in Europe. It was before sure. it came here. We had the Inquisition. Kind of like the Beatles, you know, it started in in Remember, Europe remember, and remember the Inquisition, here? the thing that no one ever expects. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, that's that's, that's where it that's came from. from. There. Beliefs of Puritan pilgrims of Plymouth Colony, according to Pet Supply Company. Hearts. Oh, 
Well, if Hart says so. They disapproved of anything associated with witchcraft, and some believe the legend that witches could transform into black cats and back, hence the inspiration for pop culture characters like Salem on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is a black cat. Well, I think also a little more to the point is that um, witchcraft, if you if you were to study witchcraft seriously, you would come across the idea of um, sort of animal companions that uh, are often embodied spirits or whatever. Like so, like a raven or a black cat? Yeah, they call, or... I mean, in English, we tend to call it a familiar. And so those oh. things are cats or other kinds of, Animals, right? That that um, that would like do the bidding. Of the... Well, I think I think you know, again, the, there's so many traditions here. I hate to just say, well, it's like this because I don't even I don't know that much about it. But but my understanding is that there are often spirits that are embodying those animals, and or the, you know, if there's magical transformation possible, then you can transform. I don't think any of that's true, but okay. I do think I do think that people who were engaged in earth magics, indigenous herbalists and healers and midwives right. throughout the centuries, I think they also had cats. And I think that these associations oh, came up. That's my understanding. I've, cats? Some of this, I've, I've looked into some of the you know, propaganda aspect of this. I mean, this is a, this is a terribly <laughs> maligned group. So, um, okay. So, yeah, all right. Speaking. So you you didn't get that one. Maybe you'll get this one. I doubt it. Women historically for Halloween, women used to perform what kind of rituals? Like what what rituals were women? And and I'm not saying like on Halloween. Yes. Like what what? I'm not, and don't think like witch type rituals in the sense of like uh, you know raising the dead. But there was another category of ritual. Um, so, category of ritual is it um, is it uh, for is it for seeing the future maybe it's some it's kind of you're kind of you're warm you're warm, okay, warm think huh? out let think, let's see your uh, thinking I don't know what well I, well I don't know what's warm I don't since I'm just in this area where I know <laughs> nothing about it um, well it's sort of what in the future for them though what's what. What part of their life would they be able to see? Uh, would what they, would women want to know? Uh, well, they would want to know what everyone wants to know. I guess maybe they would know want to know about their their death. Would they want to know about no. that? Would they want to know about no. childbirth or something? Husbands. Husbands. What if so, they're What if they're gay women? Well. They, that's a good question. Ah, men tell the history that's of all what, this stuff. All right, go exactly. ahead and give us some more patriarchal stuff. So women stuff. used to perform right. rituals to help them find their future husbands. One crazy ritual, women tossed apple peels over their shoulders in the hopes that they'd see the shape of their future hubby's initials on the ground. <laughs> another involved this isn't video another involved women standing in front of a mirror in a dark room holding up a candle to see their future husband's face mm, scrying <laughs> right looking into a dark mirror scrying. to get the to uh to, is that that's the verb yeah really? that's a that's one method it's looking at a it's a a dark mirror or a dark surface and you try to uh you try to like discern yeah discern what's i mean it's the same principle i suppose as reading a crystal ball or something right but it's um a dark mirror is one of the is one of the tools that can be used for for this. And it's, yeah, divination. I mean, again, what I was saying was like, you know, seeing the future. Like, I guess it's a particular type of seeing the future. But my understanding is this can be used for all sorts of things in the magical 
You, uh, you seem to know a lot about the black arts. I'm starting to the like. Black arts. I'm starting. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to that laugh that you just uh, did. All you gotta do is go find my undergraduate thesis on modern American witchcraft, and you'll you'll know all you need to know. No, it wasn't. Absolutely. What? Was. Sure. Are you? What was the title of it? Oh God, I don't even know now. But it was a. It was a. Um, conjure it. Come on, conjure it. Was it. A, it was an analysis using uh, methods from the philosopher Michel Foucault to interpret the ways that modern American witchcraft had been marginalized as a um, as a social group. You have got to be kidding! Wow. I'm not kidding. Man. Yeah. That uh, was, do you uh, still have a copy? It's on the. It's in the archive. It's in the archives. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, no one should care. Look at you. No wonder you know so much <laughs> about the black arts. Well, it's they're not black arts anyway. But anyway, I. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, dark I cared, magic. I cared dark a, magic. It's not dark. I mean, there's. <laughs> it, Modern American witchcraft is not is not intended to be dark. It's in, I mean there are different versions of it, but it's all intended to be light. Um, there uh-huh. are, of course, groups that have dedicated themselves to all types of magics, including whatever you might call dark magic, which I think is often characterized as being harmful, right? Because one of the principles of modern I don't know anything about ancient magic, but one of the principles of magic from modernity onward, from the end of the 19th century onward mm-hmm. is this idea that when you put out energy, it returns to you sevenfold. Oh, right? like if you put out negative or oh. positive, right? Oh, so that's the really? thing is that, is that this the sevenfold thing is it's based on a few random ancient texts. If you want to go into whatever the people who put these things together say, but of course in, in modernity, that's been largely accepted as the standard is a, a sevenfold increase when the magic comes back to you. So dark or light, there's that's a certain that's supposed to be a certain restriction. And of course, if you care about things like social analogy or something, then you might say, oh, I don't want to put out negative energy because it might magnify vis-a-vis something like the that's, butterfly effect. Oh, right. right it might right. magnify to actually come back to me. That's not actually magic, right? But you end up with something that looks a lot like what is being claimed since all of the forces that we're talking about within modern American witchcraft are invisible. Wow. So if somebody wanted to get information about modern American witchcraft, what what, what source would you recommend they would start with? Google. Google, really? Really? (laughs) I I, I, I can't say. I mean, I just know that there are some... There are some classics, right? So, I mean, you might look at the Gardnerian tradition, for example. That's one tradition of modern witchcraft. I think, I'm not even sure if that's American. That might be from Great Britain. But the Gardnerian tradition, if you look it Gardnerian up, you'll find tradition. it if you look it If up. you Google that, okay. Yeah, that, that's one. There's another one that's quite popular. Um, these are different lineages, if you will. But that one, I think, is very common. There are... Um, of course, there is um, the the whole business of the Church of Satan, um, which is which in many ways is secular, right? Is not religious, but at the same time, Anton Lavey, the founder of the Church of Satan, was an old school guy who believed in all this stuff, and he studied with guys who studied in something called the Golden Dawn, which was this wow. esoteric. It had 
Yeats was in it. Wow. Um, a bunch of a bunch of uh, poets and philosophers were in it in the 19th century and early 20th century. Um, and and they were they thought that these forces and stuff, these magics, rituals, all this right. stuff was were things that could be studied and learned and wow. used, right? Fascinating. That's when you get like Aleister Crowley, like that yeah. guy, he was part of that. So I mean, there are a lot of groups if you go back to the Golden Dawn, you can trace a lot of different a That's lot of different groups to the modern day and the Gardnerians are just Okay. One, so. so, interesting. Now, many years ago, hmm. when Trump was first elected, I read online that, it wasn't wi- that witches many years ago. that there were witches That's planning right. to bring him down. And I was so excited. <laughs> I was so excited. I was pulling for him. And, and <laughs> as far as I know, what did they does that have any effect? We'll see in a month. Okay. I'm hopeful. I mean, I'll that's take... the thing, right? That's the that's the issue about all of these magics, if you will, is that there is a certain acceptance. I think again, I mean, I I don't have any I don't have any credentials within any magical community. I'm I'm totally a mm. poser and an outsider. But okay, what I will say is, yeah. But what I will say is, based upon my lurking yeah. around those circles and the people I know, etc., the idea with magics if you're going to believe in that kind of stuff, is that the timeline is quite difficult to control. Oh, so maybe him getting COVID was sort of like... Which is one reason why it's also really easy to dismiss, right? Because it it could just... It could be anything. It could be on a... Right, okay. It could be something unrelated totally. So, And you can't see it when they're all sitting around in the circle doing the whatever. You can't actually see anything happening. If you're in those groups and doing those rituals, you can feel... All sorts of things, euphoria, energy, whatever. Wow. I mean, but but so much of that could very easily be a function of, you know, the psychosomatic and stuff like that. It's, it's very right. difficult to say. And when people test this stuff independently, we're not able to like, oh. like light light bulbs or anything with the energy. I mean, it's just it's it's not the kind of stuff that we're able to test and find. Which I'm not saying for my friends out there who are listening to this, going, ah, oh, you're a big jerk. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying critical thinking tools and and the kinds of tools that I've used to look at it don't really produce much. But, I mean, people who are devoted to it and and live their lives by it, I find them to be anything but dark. I find find this to be actually a quite empowering and positive worldview for people who embrace it. Interesting. Yeah. Much more so than many organized religions, frankly. um, Wow. You heard it here first. (laughs) Wow. Wow, people. Well, you know where to find Brian. He's already told you. So. Yeah, and if it doesn't harm right. anybody, then uh, back just leave to it our trivia. Alone. Back <clears throat> to our Halloween trivia. So, For uh, to shift in tone. Yeah. What was the most hated Halloween candy <laughs> in 2019? Well, it's got to be candy corn. Yes, but I like candy corn. Well, I mean, that's not to say that people don't consume I'm... it, but I think it's the one people love to hate. Yeah, they love to hate it. Now, I only like it a around, once a year around Halloween, and maybe two or three handfuls, and then then you know I'm done. Yeah, the magic's I mean, gone. So to yeah, speak. the magic the magic died for me when I was about seventeen, <laughs> I think, or something. I don't know. I, I don't know why I like it. Yeah. Okay, but what's the most popular? Most popular? Yes. Oh, it's got to be the full size Snickers. No, no I don't actually. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't actually know. See, no. most popular Halloween candy. Yeah. Do we yeah. have any way of? I mean, is it a Reese's peanut butter cup? Is yes. That, oh my yeah, God, sure. you're good. Well, that's because that's it's like because it's so delicious. It's because magically it's because I, I I didn't give my thinking on this. I was thinking through the yes. candy category. Yeah. And I know the number one in the candy category consistently is retail sales 
number one Snickers? candy category, M&M's. Oh, M&M's. I love M&M's. But you can't get, everybody does apparently, but you can't, giving out M&M's is, is a little hard. I mean, people don't seem to be very satisfied with those little bags of M&M's that you get mm-hmm. at the holidays. They're not quite as popular. But the Reese's Cup. Yeah. It's the, it's one, it's a half of a normal package that right. you get. It's enough it to be a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's like satisfying. It's not everything else I think. My thinking was everything else in the Halloween milieu. Yeah. It's a it's a trimmed down version of the normal. And the only thing that makes this trimmed down is that you only get one of them instead of two or four or whatever the hell you get in the other thing. But you get two. Right. Yeah. But I mean they have those larger ones, right? Right. It's trimmed down. You only get one, but you, one is a, it's, it's a whole thing. Like that's the whole treat as opposed to, yeah, they trimmed down the Snickers. They trimmed down the Milky Way. Yeah. Bite sized. Yeah. But it's still like, Hmm. like if you cut it, you still like, it's a smaller one. It's not like there are two Snickers bars in a Snicker package. I'm with you. And this is actually making me really hungry. (laughs) I wish we had a Snickers bar. Well, um, yeah, we'll have to get get M&M Mars to um, maybe sponsor a show. Okay, so where did... I don't know how that works with our new sponsorship we're holding right now, but anyway. Where did trick-or-treating... I want to see your thinking on right, trick or thinking. treating. Where did that come from? What did it Capitalism. start as? Capitalism, absolutely a way to sell as? candy. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, before it was about candy. Back in the day, the ancient, like, where did where were the roots of it? Roots sort of, of like it. you know, were they handing out turnips? Was it like no. you went door to door to get turnips? <laughs> no, and then you carve them, and then no. you win a contest, and they give you candy. No. Oh. Okay. Any other any other thoughts about that? <sighs> Think ancient. Ancient candy. Hmm. No, um, ancient. It wasn't candy, though. Okay. It wasn't candy. Okay, so. maybe is it? Um, uh, is it Easter eggs? No. No. I don't have any idea, frankly. I don't know. All right. During yeah. early All Souls Days, oh, they parade the, in November first. Right. November first. Right? Okay, the yeah. church encouraged wealthier families to give out "quote unquote" soul cakes to the less fortunate in exchange for prayers for dead relatives. It was a tradition known as going a souling. S-O-U-L-I-N-G, going a souling. A and way later, to buy. To exchange for prayers for dead relatives. Yeah, a, a way to buy a better situation for your dead relatives. <laughs> souls, because those ain't soul souls. Yeah, yeah, so so it's like, so we're going to, so the wealthy, once again, they right. can they can buy a whole bakery to bake these things and give them out to people and all my relatives are great. Yeah. And all the people who get them are like, oh, I don't have anything to give them. Yeah, exactly. My Children were the ones that went to houses to ask for food, ale, and money. <laughs> and ale. So ch- that's what yeah, I'm talking so about. Yeah, so children, they'd send the children out to do this. Isn't that interesting? Going to Solon. Well, you know, back in the day, you send kids out for alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> hey, bring go down, to the, go down to the neighbors and get me a beer. <laughs> Let's see your thinking on this one. People used to have to do what to get treats? Like in another, at another, not not the, a soling thing, but a different, another time. Did they have to sing? Very good. At okay. one time, it was customary to perform dances, songs, mm. prayers, and plays, a practice called mumming, yeah. in order to receive their mm. treats. Okay. Yeah, I knew they had to, I knew that sometimes you had to do something, and I was trying to think, like, what would I have with me? Yeah. I don't know. If I was yeah. a kid, maybe just my voice. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Who is the famous celebrity from history who died on Halloween where it was kind of appropriate? Because he was sort of a, I'll give you a hint. He was somebody who was interested in that the loosening of the fabric between the waking and the dead, like the life life and death. He was he was sort of interested in that. I don't who, know. Was it Houdini? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. died on Halloween. Yeah. 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 I, you, we're you still know, waiting for him to come back. Do you know how he died? Back. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I know that story. Okay. Why, don't, why don't you tell the why good people? Why don't you tell them? Well, from what I understand is he had this challenge where you could, anyone could, like, punch him in the stomach without, without, you know, like, sort of like he wouldn't, he wouldn't be injured, right? Mm-hmm. It was part right. of his magic persona, right, right, right? Right, right? And someone came up and punched him, but he, he wasn't. He wasn't on the alert, right. so he couldn't like you know like whatever he did, core suck yeah. in his core or do sure. whatever his sure. magical. He couldn't summon his magical powers. Yeah, he, could, he, he, it, he couldn't summon the demons to protect him. Yeah, and it yeah. and it internal injuries. I guess he yeah. died. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah, yeah. He's a, but what I don't you know about him and how he was um, in seances and he was and his and his wife after he died spent a long time trying to get him to signal mm-hmm. from the dead. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, he never he never did. Nope. Harry Houdini never well, did. His, and, and he's the inspiration for our buddy James Randi, who recently <gasps> died. Yes, we're going to do a show on James Right. We, oh, this show, could, yeah. is it too late to make this? It's too late to make this well, show I mean, about we James Randi. Well, I mean, we can still mention him, but I mean, but, I mean yeah. you know, Harry Houdini, when he retired from his escape artist yeah. bit, he spent the remainder of his life trying to protect vulnerable people from being taken advantage of by uh, people who would use um, magic and, um, you know, seances and being able to talk to the dead and that kind of stuff to <clears throat> to get their money. So that's he he exposed many of those people. Oh, OK. So- I actually I actually if you, anybody wants to go to go to IU. Yeah. Into their library. Indiana University. Lily, yeah. The Lilly Library is what uh-huh. it's called. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. They have an archive. They have quite an extensive archive of stuff. Oh, really? And one of the things that they have is a box of ectoplasm. What? Ectoplasm in the 19th century when Houdini was rolling around at the turn of the 20th century. Ectoplasm, all of those people, the mediums, right? The people right. who talk that to the were, dead That the would seances. sort of like lead the seances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal balls and stuff. Right. They all produced ectoplasm, which was this, like if you've seen Ghostbusters, it's right. that substance that comes out well, of the... Well, how did they produce it? Well, they would put it in their bodies and they would regurgitate it. They would poop well, it out. What was they it would, made of, though? All, like, well, this... This one, it was all kinds of stuff. You mean, oh, so they would make like a substance? Yeah. This one was made out of gauze. And what had happened is this medium had colored the gauze and given it this kind of um, uh, odor, like uh, like prepared it, and then stuffed it into a bodily orifice. I'll I'll let you worry about that. Okay. And then during the seance... It started coming out onto the floor, which was the common method, right? right? And people can see it and they can smell it and it glows in the dark. Right, and it's, weird. Huh? Yeah. And, and so in this particular one, the the seance was stopped because somebody in there, I think it was Houdini, but it may have been one of his protégés, wanted to examine the ectoplasm. Like, that's what they were there for. They wanted to see ectoplasm produced and they stopped it. Wow. And they examined it and it was gauze. And, and they, they, they were the totally library. debunked the particular. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's in there in a box, and you can. Un- wow. I don't know if it's have been washed. Been I have. I've taken it out really? and looked at it. Really, yep. looked yep. at it. Fascinating. Now, when I went to the Lilly Library to look at their Sylvia Plath archives, you're not allowed to touch. And they let you touch it. Like archives, you usually yeah, you have yeah. to wear gloves. Well, they, like, yeah, I did wear gloves, but I mean, yeah, oh, you I was did. Able, yeah, they, you, they it let out. you touch it. Yep, wow. Absolutely. But of course, this was a long time ago too. So. Yeah, back before gloves were invented. 
<laughs> Houdini didn't even have four. Hey, hey, you know what? <clears throat> no. We're going to do a show on James Randi. I totally right. forgot that. Yeah, now, yeah, I hope people, I hope we've piqued your interest in James Randi. Rand- well, Randi. And, and James Randi is the guy, I don't know, a lot of people don't know about the Million Dollar Challenge, which is his really great, um, I think, contribution to popular culture. Yeah. And that was on TV for a while, and it went for like 25 years. And right? so nobody was able to, to prove the uh, the paranormal or the supernatural and win that money. So, right, so right. And there were, there were thousands of people who, who tried. Yeah. Who tried. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a whole show on him because <clears throat> I'm fascinated by him. And sure. sadly, he just died at like 96 or whatever. So – I was I was at when I saw the death notice I was like maybe he's going to come back and from and sort of like from wouldn't that be interesting That would be interesting. I I um sometimes in my critical thinking class I teach a um a unit on him. I didn't I'm I'm not this time, but I'm going to bring up his his uh, life but Yeah. um there are many people on YouTube who were very upset with him when he was alive because they would make, you know, their claims about being a medium or whatever, right. a psychic, or, right. and they, and, you know, they wouldn't be able to get any footing because they would say because of Randy, right? And um, there are many people out there who say that their beef with him is not that he shows that these powers aren't real. Right. Their complaint with him is that he is the most powerful magician of all. Oh, and he right. uses his power to undermine everybody else and make it look like they can't do their oh, stuff. So he's magically able to unmask everybody else's because they can do the stuff when he's not around. But when he's around, oh, he, can he block undermines their. Yeah, their... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fascinating. Okay, this is and be I a just great the show. first time I think my jaw hit the floor the first time I saw because I was expecting the same old arguments that I see about ah, you know, he's a non-believer and he's a heathen and he doesn't. No. The most powerful magician of all, and that's why the rest of us can't fascinating can't can't, can't win that challenge. Talk about fascinating sophistry. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, sophistry. that's gonna be ah, okay. Me nuts. All right, so we got <sighs> one more question in our quiz. Oh, oh, gee, I've I've done Let's horribly. I'm not much of a Halloween knower. You, you, you're not, but no. you know a lot of other stuff. Well, everybody knows a lot of other stuff. stuff. Right. (laughs) Okay, so here it is. Let's see your thinking on this. On average, how long does a piece of Halloween candy last? Like... Like when it's still good, <laughs> considered good. I'm not. Snickers t- are good for decades. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reese's cups. Do they go bad? What do you think? What's the average? What lasts? Yeah. Like, how long? Like how in long? a household? No. Like like before it's considered like even if you would eat it when it's considered <laughs> like gone bad. I don't think they go bad. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. But, I'm gonna go with two years. That's correct. It's two years. I don't think I thought that's good. just when they're getting seasoned. That's when they're getting. Okay, so funny you should say that because <laughs> when my kids were trick or treating, so they would get massive amounts of candy. Sure. Sometimes I'd take it down to Hotel Louisville and just donate some. I'd just be like, "This is too much for you oh, know." Sure. So and and like true Americans, the acquiring of it yeah. was more important than the actual having it, the well, enjoyment of it, right? Depends. Like true American, I'm right? Not sure, I'm not sure that's acquisition. True but, yeah, but we sure love to hoard yeah. our stuff. Yeah, we love not getting sure. stuff. It's sort of like the whole thing with the, when they were little with the Happy Meals. Like they would go crazy about the toy, yeah. and then in the 20 minutes it took to drive home, they get them out and just be thrown on the floor in the van, <laughs> and they'd never think about it again. I was like, that is American. That is like, I just want this stuff. Yeah. And then throw it 20 minutes later, pff, 
Christmas, um, Christmas. Um, yeah. Talk about that so later. anyway, so my, what so what what happens with my kids is we'd put it in the we put in this giant Tupperware and I put it in the pantry and every night they were allowed a certain number of pieces out yeah, of it. Sure. And then after a while it would just like the candy that nobody wanted, the sure. dum dums and you know suckers and all that would just like sure. lay around. And then literally like Thanksgiving, I was always like. The week after, I was always like, just throw it out. I'd just yeah. be like, gone. Done with that. Done. I cannot see this, look at this stuff anymore. <laughs> and just gone. So so we were, they were allowed to keep it for, till from one holiday to the next, but then oh, it sounds I was okay. gone. I mean, I don't know. This stuff's not, I mean, this stuff probably shouldn't sit around long anyway. I mean, I can't, yeah. I've eaten so much of that stuff in my life and I, I just, it's <sighs> never, I don't think it's ever really great for us to eat a ton of it. No, it isn't. Even but though it's delicious. What do you, all right, so in the few minutes we have left, let's talk about what we each have planned for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> Every year I ask you, and you're always like, nothing. <laughs> you already know. Every year <laughs> I ask again. you. <laughs> Got me again. Got you again. Okay. <laughs> yep. So now you remember our neighborhood, what we're planning for COVID, because folks out there, Brian and I, by the way, are neighbors, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know that. And mm. not only are we neighbors, we live on exactly opposite ends yeah. of the same block yeah. and I like to tell people we're holding down the critical thinking fort <laughs> That's right. you're at this end of the street and I'm holding critical yeah, thinking down at this end we're improving the thinking of that block probably not but probably it's not. funny that it's funny that okay <laughs> so let's tell the neighbors what we got have you been paying attention to the messages on your in your uh, no okay what are we doing because <laughs> I'm doing nothing for Halloween so I don't know what I don't we have planned all. folks in case you were wondering what's COVID friendly because uh, CDC endorses this okay so first you wash your hands Really, really well. Mm -hmm. And then you take your candy. Oh, this I know about. Okay, Okay, and you put it into individual bags, Uh and you seal the bag. So it could be like a Ziploc bag, or if you're like Brian, you would use a paper bag, a small paper bag, because you could compost that later, or they could compost it later. And then at the end of your driveway or your walkway, you set a little table or chair, and you set the individual bags in a way that people can just... You know, the the people, the kids in the costume can just come up and grab one. Yep, so the 16-year-olds can drive by and just get (laughs) all of it in one swoop into the window. Oh, that would be mean. Could you patrol the neighborhood? Make sure that doesn't happen. Put on your Einstein mask. Yeah, I'll definitely be patrolling the neighborhood just... (laughs) Just so the dogs can bark at people. Um, so that's the that's what the CD that's one of the things the CDC recommends if you're okay. gonna. Does that seem okay? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, okay. Well, everybody be safe out there. I mean, nobody wants to transfer COVID over this uh, holiday or whatever. No. But but we definitely no. uh, want to be safe. Yeah, yeah, and have definitely. fun. I mean, if you can have fun, if you don't feel good about it, stay home. Yeah, and compost your pumpkin, please. Compost your pumpkin. We don't and, want to go to the landfill. And don't put chemicals on your pumpkin. And when it's midnight, sacrifice. The whatever you got to sacrifice because election day is right on the heels. I would recommend drinking a beer. You should sacrifice a beer at midnight, and that'll probably that'll probably help the. Uh, what are you going to be drinking? What are you going to? It's Saturday night. What are you going to be drinking? Oh man, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty consistent gin and tonic guy. Oh, you are. Do you put a, like a twist in there, or what do you? I don't what do care. you? Really? No. You're just like, give it to me. Well, yeah. I'm, give me some I'm, gin. Give me some tonic. Yeah, I'm like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of in the uh, uh, victory gin. Do you know uh, um, Winston Smith camp? 
1984. No. So I'm I'm medicating in my dystopia oh. with, with that. <laughs> I'll be enjoying Reese's Cups and Tootsie Rolls at the other end of the block. Okay, and if you need a gin and tonic, it goes well with those. So stop at Brian's for his end. Stop for gin and tonic at Brian's end of the block. Stop for some candy at my end what of the block. What you want to do is go to Patty's first, and then you can use your Kit Kat to stir the gin and tonic, which I think Oh, is, nice idea. Yeah, Festive. Yeah, nice idea. Seasonal. Nice. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. And as you're trying to make holiday decisions, you might find that it's super tough, and you might find throughout your week that there are all kinds of challenges that you need to worry about. But, you know, you shouldn't be too concerned, right? Because uh, there has been lots of thinking that has gone on, and there's lots of thinking that you can do to improve your situation. And people have done it before, and I know that you can do it because Critical Thinking Friends is for everyone. Even you. Hey, friends, did you hear about the person who got the Halloween financial windfall? They donated half of it to Forward Radio. 